The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? Welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk to me on this Tough Topic Tuesday? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on my Facebook Live or YouTube Live channels, thanks a lot for tuning in there. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. And then, of course, on WAVA 105.1 FM, right here in the DMV, the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country. And I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today, covering all of Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So welcome to the program. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, that's today, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone and Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday, it's fair game. And then on Saturday nights, we have a special uh, show for you at 7 p.m. And then, of course, if you don't have a place to worship on Sundays, I am the pastor of Bridgeway Community Church in the Maryland area. Check us out at bridgeway.cc. Now, today we're going to be talking on this Tough Topic Tuesday about hate crimes against Asian Americans. Hate crimes against Asian Americans. You know, as an African-American male, we could talk about that uh, from a racial perspective from black folk. But what about other people groups that deal with hate crimes as well? Well, what I've learned is if I stand for reconciliation, then it's got to be for everyone. If I stand for justice, it's got to be for everyone. And if we're going to be the bridge builders or the gracist that God has called us to be, we can't just do it as advocates for the people who look like us. But true justice is standing in the gap uh, of, of hate uh, with uh, brothers and sisters who don't look like us in the name of of Jesus. And so I'm going to talk about that topic today. I have a special guest I'm going to introduce in just a moment. And I want to give uh, give praise to God because guess what? We can come together as the body of Christ, regardless of color, class, or culture, extending favor to one another because that's exactly what God's called us to do. And that truly is the definition of gracism. And so if you want to learn more about gracism, go to Embrace gracism.com. Why don't you pray with me now? We'll commit our time to the show. I'll also give you our number, a couple ways you can get a hold of us, and then I'm going to introduce our special guest today as we talk about hate crimes against Asian Americans, and specifically, how can we do better and stand in the gap for our Asian brothers and sisters, okay? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, we are followers of Christ united in the Spirit. And Lord, even though we may look different in our flesh, we have unity of the blood of Christ that connects through us in spirit 
and uh, in truth. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us to love the way you've called us to love. And we commit today's show over to you now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Well, another way you can get a hold of me is to go to andersonspeaks.com. That way you can catch me off the air. But if you want to call me while on the air during this first hour of a rush hour out of the nation's capital, then just dial 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. And if you're driving and you're trying to memorize the number, just think about that bridge you're about to drive over. 888-43-BRIDGE. That's the number, okay? Today on this Tough Topic Tuesday, we're talking about hate crimes against Asian Americans. Are hate crimes against Asian Americans on the rise? And if so, why? Well, today we've got special guest Dr. Russell Jung with us. He is currently a professor of Asian American Studies at San Francisco State University. He received a bachelor's in human biology and a master's in education from Stanford University. After working in China and in the mayor's office of San Francisco, he obtained a PhD in sociology from the University of California, Berkeley in 2000. And after teaching at Foothill College for two years, he came to San Francisco State University's Asian American Studies Department in 2002. Dr. Jung is the author of several books, including, let me name three of them, Family Sacrifices. Subtitle is The Worldviews and Ethics of Chinese Americans. The second one, At Home in Exile. Finding Jesus Among My Ancestors and Refugee Neighbors. And the third one will highlight Sustaining Faith Traditions, Race, Ethnicity, and Religion Among the Latino and Asian American Second Generation. Uh, his research includes a sociology of race, sociology of religion, and social movements. And in 2020, Dr. Zhang launched Stop AAPI Hate, a project of Chinese uh, for a Affirmative Action, the Asian Pacific Policy and Planning Council, and the San Francisco State Asian, Amer Asian American Studies. And believe it or not, they track uh, COVID-19-related discrimination in order to develop community resources and policy intervention to fight racism. So, Dr. Russell Chung, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Dr. Anderson. It's a joy to be with you. Thank you for the work that you've been doing. Uh, did I get it right that you know about Gracism? Oh, yeah. I've read the book. I, I've written about um, multiracial churches. That was one of my sociological studies, and uh, I'm a big fan. Thank you for promoting Gracism. Well, thank you so much for all the work you do, and I'm just happy that that you are a part of this uh, Gracism train as we're just trying to bring more love and more inclusion. What got you into this work, sir? Well, there's two different works. I think as a person of faith and as a Christian, I've always, well, I've grown up in a Chinese-American church, and I wondered why um, we Chinese-Americans had our own segregated church. Mm. Um, even though we all spoke English, and we seem to use the music and the theologies of white people, and I didn't really understand why we needed to be separated out. And so I, that that was the 
study of my first dissertation, uh, of my only dissertation about why are we having Asian American churches that are segregated and separate from the rest of the broader church. Mm. And um, but the racism, the racism has sprung up, and we knew from Asian American history that we would be experiencing racism whenever a pandemic came from Asia. So that's a separate sort of academic study. Hmm. Well, when I come back from our first commercial break, I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about uh, Asian Americans uh, worshiping uh, separately, as many ethnic groups do. And then I really want to get into how the pandemic has affected uh, Asian Americans. I'm so grateful for your work. If you want to check out the work that Dr. Chung is doing, stop AAPIHate.org. We're coming right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Need to get out of your house fast? Are you ready to drive away and move on with your life? Pete and Thomas Hunley own Hometown Home Buyers, an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau family-owned business. They can buy your home today, and if you need it, they will even help you move out. Give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. Call now, 888-623-3533. Sell today, move tomorrow. It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to BestBuyWaterproofing.com and called 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. Under one roof, from one side to the other. Under one roof, from the inside out. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your whole house is our business. Best Buy. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and, Doc, and Dr. Russell Zhang, who's with us today. He is professor of Asian American Studies at San Francisco State University, also running a project of, uh, of Stop AAPI Hate, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islanders. 
And uh, today's topic, if you're just joining us, hate crimes against Asian Americans. And so, uh, Dr. Jung, is uh, our hate crimes on the rise during this time? Yeah, it's a clear surge in racism against Asian Americans. Not necessarily just hate crimes for which you could be arrested, but widespread, pervasive racism in multiple forms. Our kids are bullied at school. They face cyberbullying online. Our elderly are getting pushed and shoved, and actually there have been cases of killing in San Francisco um, Mm. this year. And um, unique to the pandemic, we're getting shunned, where people purposely avoid us for fear of getting a disease. And the most unique trend is that we're getting coughed and spat upon a lot, so much so in our incident reporting, we created a special category because so many people were saying that others were spitting on us. My own wife was running on a trail and someone just blocked her path and coughed in her face. So people are weaponizing the coronavirus and thinking that Asians are the infection, so they want to reinfect us. Mm. It's, it's, It's horrific what's going on now. That is terrible. I am so sorry to hear that for for somebody who's not asian and they're thinking well maybe uh, people are just being jerks and they just uh uh have crimes against all people they're not it's not really racism what would you say to that well it's clear from our data that these aren't isolated incidents by a few prejudiced individuals um we're, we're again throughout history we've been met with interpersonal violence due to racism, and today it's the same thing. We have thousands of incidents. We were flooded with cases when we first um, started our website tracker. Mm. We have all 50 states reporting. The Asian American community itself, we know what's happening, and at least half of us have experienced direct racism during the pandemic. Mm. And these, you know, again, it's not just the interpersonal violence. We have policies being enacted against us because of COVID-19. Last year, they stopped the migration of Chinese scientists and researchers. They suspended all immigration visas, so families couldn't reunify. They cut refugee resettlement. They cut H-1B visas. These all disproportionately impact Asian Americans. And um, so it wasn't just a few instances of racism. This was pervasive institutionalized racism we're dealing with Mm -hmm. um, that impacts not just a few but the entire community, and it impacts our race relations with others. It's, again, threatening our actual it's, – it's now life or death. Um, right. I just heard of a case of a church – or not. A, yeah, a church actually had a, a Molotov cocktail thrown at it. So it's, um, it is pretty um, pervasive. Pervasive. within the Asian American community. We know it's happening. When you say and policies – it's, it's not a question. There is a surge. It's not a – Right. Uptick. It's it's a it's a surge. And I'm gonna keep pushing back for a second. If you say it's institutional policies, is it a sense of okay, these policies negatively affect our community, like African Americans or Latinos might say, or do you think they're actually targeted policies because uh the leaders of these institutions are saying we want to hurt those coming from uh let's say China? Yeah. So the Republican Party issued a policy platform saying that they should attack China, that they should um, make China the enemy, uh, uh, view it as the source of the pandemic, so as to um, gain votes. And so the the political rhetoric 
the use of the term Chinese virus, mm-hmm. that, again, scapegoated China and therefore Chinese people in the U.S. That term and the insistence of using the term Chinese virus racialized the virus. Mm. So it wasn't just a biological phenomenon. It was a Chinese virus, even though it didn't discriminate. And it stigmatized the people so that Chinese people were the ones with the virus. Uh And that hate speech went viral. That's institutionalized. That hate speech gave license to greater hate violence. And we're seeing it today. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to keep pushing because I know people are thinking it. And, f- and friends, by the way, if you want to call in and ask questions, I, I've opened up the phone lines, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. So let me just keep pushing almost as an advocate for the other side for a second, even though I, I don't believe it. So, well, we called the Spanish flu the Spanish flu. Uh, and if if the coronavirus originated in China, that that's where it's just naming where it came from and the variants from South Africa. So so what's the big deal, Doctor Chung? Yeah, well, just because we did it in the past didn't make it right, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And just because we had slavery in the past doesn't make that right. Mm-hmm. So the use of the term Chinese virus, again, it's stigmatizing. But what it does is that. Um, Continued use of the term creates an implicit bias, an association of the virus with Chinese people. If you hear it yeah. time and time again, if you see images of Chinese people wearing masks and getting sick, it chemically hardwires in your brain that the virus is associated with Chinese people and Chinese people have the virus. Yeah. That leads to people making these automatic assumptions. We're being racially profiled. So that when someone sees yeah. us, they automatically think, oh, they're, they're the ones who brought the problem. Yeah. And the problem with the racial profiling is that people go into flight or fight mode. They're, people get triggered and they're threatened. Yeah. And so people are fighting us. We're getting attacked. And people are fleeing from us. We're getting yeah. shunned. And yeah. it's, again, it's racial profiling. 60% of our respondents aren't Chinese. We had a Latino person punched and told to go back to China. We had an indigenous person in Vancouver punched and told to go back to China. So um, it's happening. It's racial profiling. It's, it's, um, I'm not saying everyone's racist, but everyone has implicit biases and everybody's racializing us. Well, and you know, a 216 anti-Asian hate crimes were reported in 2019, according to the latest uh, data. And yet in 2020, uh, I believe that uh, you logged in uh, 2,800 incidences of violence, harassment, or discrimination since March, mainly aimed at el- elderly. Um, that's a huge upsurge, isn't it? It is. It's Again, it's because of the pandemic, and it's because of the inflammatory political rhetoric. And, you know, another conservative number is that um, a good survey in California found that 7% of Californian Asians experienced direct racism last year. That doesn't sound like much, 7%. But in California, we have so many Asians, that's over 400,000 incidents of hate. Mm. That's over 1,000 a day. So it's indisputable that Asian Americans are under siege now. And and, and we feel it. When you see your elderly on TV being attacked for no reason, you feel it. And um, I have a 94-year-old mom who lives in the neighborhood where someone just got killed. Um, 
we're um, yeah, we feel a state of siege, and we yeah. really appreciate the allyship of others at this moment. Well, a lot of times people don't understand that when people who look like you are the target, um, it actually impacts you. I had one one friend say, "So, Doctor Answer, are you actually saying that you you're you feel something when uh, a black person's pulled over, and you actually would tell your kids to to like uh, say something different or act different? Like that affects you. I mean, you're successful, you got degrees and and all this. So, why would that even affect you? And I think what happens is people who uh, who aren't the target of uh, certain negative behaviors of profiling don't understand that you vicariously feel uh, this 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 fear, this concern, this anxiety. And I know that not just because I'm an African-American male, Dr. Chung, but I know it because because of my wife, who is Korean. And she wouldn't, my wife, Amber, uh, Sangam is her Korean name, and she it was changed to Amber when she came over at age 17. And uh, a few years later, she became a citizen, and we met in college in Chicago and all this. But uh, I did not realize it until COVID-19, when we were having this pandemic, that my wife didn't even want to go to the grocery store because she, or walk in the neighborhood because she felt like people were looking at her or would treat her uh, differently because of the very things you're saying. And that was the first time as a husband I realized, wow, it's not me this time, but it's her, and it affects her, which means it affects me, which means it affects our kids. Yeah, that's exactly I mean, that's that's what it means to be a Christian body together, to be a family together, that what when one part of the body hurts, you hurt, and that's what solidarity is. When another person rejoices, we rejoice. But when, again, when, when none, part of your body hurts, you feel it too. And you know, like some people may feel like, oh, we're individuals. Why should I worry about what happens to other people in my group? Yeah. I don't think that's a minority experience. The minority experiences. I know I'm not an individual. I'm seen as part of a group, and I I actually embrace that group identity. And so if another Asian American gets attacked, I feel it. If I do something wrong, I know that other Asian Americans will also be blamed for my wrongdoing. So that's yeah. just the way it is for being a minority. Yeah. And, you know, out of the seven sayings of a gracious, one of them is I will stand with you. And this is our way today of standing uh, with you. And I want you to know that, uh, Dr. Chung Young, and I want you to know that uh, in Maryland, where my church is, Four Asian-owned restaurants were looted and vandalized in Howard County last month, uh, just as the Lunar New Year began, and cash and safes were stolen from Urban Hot Pot, Kung Fu Tea, and Banjan in Columbia Mall, as well as East Moon Asian Bistro in Ellicott City, uh, Maryland. And uh, the Howard County police say that they're investigating whether these crimes uh, are, you know, racially uh, motivated, but happening during the Lunar New Year and knowing that cash is one of the things uh, that's a part of that tradition, we knew that it was a problem here. And so our pastor of multicultural leadership and a couple of our pastors actually got together and put together gift baskets and gift bags, and they made visits to each one of these businesses just to let them know we stand in solidarity and support and prayer with them. That's what you're talking about when it comes to solidarity and standing with one another, isn't it? 
Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what our community needs is um, these incidents are traumatizing. Um, our respondents were surveying them now, and they show signs of higher rates of depression, anxiety, and somatic symptoms. Mm. Asian Americans during COVID-19 were already the racial group with the most mental health distress. Mm. But the racism that we're experiencing compounds it. Mm. And it's not, again, these aren't microaggressions we're experiencing. This is racial trauma that is actually long-lasting. And so your church going out to show that support um, is exactly the way you deal with racial trauma. People, again, go into flight or fight mode, but now what you're doing is you're flocking together with us. Yeah. And that that's the best response. If we could flock to Jesus and if we could flock um, together as a family, that's the best response when dealing with um, a threat or trauma. That's right. Well, when we get back, we'll take a few phone calls. We'll continue to have our conversation with uh, Dr. Russell Young. And uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Mortgage commercials are rarely exciting. So to make it slightly more interesting, here are my nieces to do it for me. So interest rates continue to drop like my sister's baby teeth. Come on, Uncle Ryan had to say the same thing last year. That's true. Last year, it was rates are boring talk historically low. And now this year, there's somehow even more boring talk historically lower than the previous boring talk historically low. Sounds boring. But for so many listeners who just haven't wanted to deal with it, refinancing right now could save you massive amounts of Lego sets. Rates have gotten that low. Some borrowers could potentially save hundreds monthly and tens and tens of thousands over the life of a loan. And if you didn't put 20% down before, some could even stop having to pay PMI. Give Uncle Ryan a shot. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. Animals number 1330. Animals And refinance. Total refinancing charges may be higher for life of loan. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. At CareNet, we know the number of lives lost to abortion each year concerns you. Visit abortionsurvey.com to have your voice heard today. This message has been sponsored by CareNet. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart. Tune in and now on radio.com. Free inspiration and encouragement every morning, noon, and night sent directly to your inbox. Sign up for free devotionals at crosswalk.com, crosswalk.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance. 
or help you with the cash out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org or corporate animalist number 1335. Rack number 65233. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the second half of the program. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about hate crimes against Asian Americans with Dr. Russell Jung, who's with us today. He is a part of the leading this new initiative. It's a project of uh, Chinese Affirmative Action, Asian Pacific Policy and Planning Council and uh, San Francisco State Asian American Studies tracking COVID-19 discrimination uh, in order to develop resources and policy interventions to fight racism. The organization Stop AAPI Hate, all right, dot org. AAPI stands for Asian American Pacific Islanders. Stop AAPI Hate. In April, a Brooklyn woman suffered uh, severe burns after being doused with chemicals. In January, an 84-year-old Thai immigrant died in an assault in San Francisco. In February, just last month, uh, a 61-year-old Filipino man riding the New York subway required about 100 stitches after being slashed with a box cutter. And I've heard, Dr. Zhang, and you'll have to tell me uh, if this is true, but this spitting, is that's happening. Is spitting an assault, or is that, like, not a crime? It's just really disrespectful and mean. That's actually an assault because it, it hits your body. And um, but again, no one, no police person is going to arrest you for it. And so, um, it's just a common occurrence that is part of the pandemic experience for Asian Americans to be um, spat and coughed on. You know what? We have a lot of cases of people spraying us with Lysol. We're not only oh infected with the disease; people see us as the infection. That's terrible. And so they're man. trying to get rid of us. Oh, I hate and, it. And you know, that's. Um, I'd like to say, you know, that's because people don't see us as really belonging in America. We're, again, outsiders um, to be excluded. We're foreigners who could be mistreated. And so I think a lot of this dehumanizing, objectifying behavior is because we're not seen as belonging here, as fitting in. And so people could mistreat us. Um, So we're racialized differently than the way African-Americans are. we're, we're, again, framed as either an insider to America or outsider to America. And right now, during the pandemic, people are treating us as perpetual foreigners who can be, again, rudely mistreated. And when it's named, when it's uh, nicknamed Chinese flu or Kung flu or whatever it's being called, the actual name is COVID-19. So when you nickname it that, you're doing it because you are trying to make a, a racialized joke against uh, Chinese or Asian people. Would would that be a correct statement, sir? Yeah, sure. People can make jokes, but words matter. Like I said, um, people then create these automatic associations about the virus with Chinese people, and then that leads them to um, act thoughtlessly and without thinking and go into flight or fight mode. So words really, really do matter. And that's why having churches make statements, having pastors from the pulpit um, 
denounce racism and to um, show support for Asian Americans, that's really powerful because words matter. They mm. both give license to hate, but they also can encourage people to love. And I think mm. um, we need we need to, to really counter the normalization of hate in that's America right. right now. Well, words matter, and the word matters, and we need to use the word that the Lord uh, gave us, and that is we're supposed to edify people and build people up, not to tear them down. Let's take a couple of phone calls, if you wouldn't mind. Is that okay, Dr. Zhang? Sure, yeah. Anonymous in Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to the show. What's your comment or question, please? Well, I think, um, okay, I have an opinion, but I was wondering if I could if I could relate an experience that happened Saturday at um, Albany. Sure. There at George Avenue and 108, there was a young man, and, and um, after a, a, a walk for black lives, after Mr. Um, Floyd was killed, a little boy raised his fist. He didn't understand everything that was going on in this demonstration, but the raised fist um, inspired this, this young man, and he's also very well-educated, in other fields, but he's a sculptor, and he sculpted, you know, the, the Black Power fist. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, it was on the news, and he was holding, like, a, an open invitation to the public to have a conversation about it and how things are going in Albany in general. And um, I invited a friend to go with me. And we get up there, and somebody had stolen the sculpture. And it's, it's like, from the watching the news, it looked like it was, you know, like seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work to steal a sculpture. That's and it's a tree trunk, you know, of the fist. Right. And he worked on it, and he varnished it, and it, it looked beautiful from what I could tell on the news. Yeah. So that happened. But it's gone. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So that happened right in Olney. Uh, Maryland. So we see these kinds of uh, behaviors, maybe not uh, just um, uh, hate uh, actions toward people, but also toward the symbols, whether it's Black Lives Matter or or whatever. Listen, I've got to run to another break quickly. When I get back, uh, uh, Dr. Russell Chung is still with us. He's going to take a couple more of your uh, phone calls. You can learn more about his organization. Uh, show your solidarity. Send them an email. Let them know that you're with them. Stop AAPIHate.org. Let the body of Christ rise up and let those who are in the Asian American Pacific Islander culture know that you are with them like me. Need to get out of your house fast? Are you ready to drive away and move on with your life? Pete and Thomas Hunley own Hometown Home Buyers, an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau family-owned business. They can buy your home today, and if you need it, they will even help you move out. Give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. Call now, 888-623-3533. Sell today, move tomorrow. Real 
Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good. It's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's, it just gives us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to you all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's just amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation. Is not just a phrase, it's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about hate crimes against the Asian American community. And uh, Dr. Russell Jung is with us. And uh, Dr. Jung, I want you to know my Facebook family is reaching out to you. Donald Francisco says, thank you, Dr. Jung. Uh, says, my wife is Asian. Felicia M. Haddon says, I am so sorry this nonsense is happening in the Asian Uh, American community. Pastor Sandy Pope says, wow, this is heartbreaking. Leslie Lightfoot Anderson says this this conversation is breaking her heart. Uh, Janice uh, Fonseca says it is so sad. I sometimes just don't understand people. So those are just a few of the comments that are on uh, my Facebook page. So you know that uh, you are not alone. Your people are not alone. And we are a part of of one family. Thank you for being with us. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Let's keep, keep uh, take just a couple more phone calls. Cindy is on the line from Washington, D.C. Hi, Cindy. How are you today? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Great. Thanks for hanging. What's your comment or question, please? I just wanted to call and start by saying one that I'm so so sorry about what the Asian community is going through. And I can only imagine how you guys feel, just the amount of fear associated with you guys, like, going in public and everything and, like, wondering, am I going to be, like, the target of something next and and everything. Um, But I just wanted to say, like, as a Trump supporter myself, I know that there is a lot of misunderstanding and that there are a lot of, um, like, conservative accounts that I actually follow who are advocating for the Asian community Good. about the issue of racism right now. Good. And so, yeah, so, but basically from what I understand is that when people say, like, the China virus, like, refer to it as such, it's more about the Chinese government who we are at war with right now mm. than the Chinese people. Well, let's let's ask so, um, Dr. Jung to address that. And thank you, Miss Cindy, for for saying that. Okay, so uh, 
you have a Trump supporter who's saying that uh, they're advocating, and when they say China virus, uh, it's the government. I don't think that that holds water when you say Kung flu, though, does it? No, it doesn't. And, you know, I acknowledge Ms. Cindy's um, point that it may not be Trump's intention, you know, to stir up racism, but the impact and the effect is that it does. And so I think everybody has to not only be worried about their intentions, but they need to be concerned about the impact of what they say and mm. how it, you know, may hurt people. Yeah. The, the, the other thing she said is that we're at war with China, and it's not necessarily true right. that Cold War has been stoked, and maybe um, for a political rationale, but what happens but – but we're not really at a real war, and even – there's not even – you know, we're creating a trade war, but that's created. But what happens then is for um, – when people China bash, and politicians have done that to get votes, they don't recognize that the China bashing leads to the bashing of Chinese people in the U.S. and people who mm. look like them. We actually feel the physical effects of that China bashing because people are attacking us. Wow. So, 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 you, can't policy, just, so you can't just say, hey, uh, this person's not a racist because they didn't mean it that way. Part of it is... Whether you meant it or not, once you are educated on the impact it has on people, shouldn't you then govern your behavior if you really don't want to be um, offensive? Right. That's what we call emotional intelligence. You have to be aware <laughs> of not only what you say, but the impact of what you say. Yeah. And as Christians, we especially need to be concerned about not only you know our content, but the um, – how it's heard and how it's received. And yeah, so, very um, good. But yeah, again, the second point is that U.S. foreign policy impacts the domestic racial position of Asians in America. So um, again, that's part of our foreignness. What happens in Asia impacts us here in the U.S. Right. So if, there, if, if there's a war in J against Japan, Japanese Americans get incarcerated. If we're seen as terrorists, and we, um, after 9-11, you see South Asians and Muslims attacked. And so now we have a pandemic coming from Asia. And so Chinese and those who look Chinese are attacked. Yeah. And that's the different nature of um, the racism that Asian Americans experience. Yeah. Let's go to Cody, who's in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Cody. It's Dr. Anderson and Dr. Jung. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for calling. What's your comment or question, please? I wanted to start off by saying that I feel like everybody's just tiptoeing around the real situation, and I feel like that uh, Dr. Jung knows that you are a black doctor. It does not want to say that the majority of people perpetrating the violence against Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, are African Americans. I, for one, when I grew up, I grew up in Langley Park, Maryland, mm -hmm. I saw black people attacking Asian Americans all the time. Not one time did I see a white person attacking a Chinese person. Never, ever. In fact, the rate of white people marrying Chinese people here in the United States is great. So for anyone to imply that it's any other race that's attacking Chinese people is absurd. Well, let's find. Why would your let's wife find out. Well, hang on. Let's, hang on. Yeah. Let's find out the facts. Thank you very much. I'll stop you there. 
Um, let's find out the facts. Is he is Cody uh, correct that the majority of the incidents against and attacks against uh, eight Americans out of these twenty eight hundred incidents that uh, are being tracked are the majority of those coming from black people? No, and um, in fact, we don't even track who the perpetrators are because that's not our concern. We're trying to address and center Asian Americans and to provide resources for Asian Americans. Now, our, our big concern, though, that's related to what he said is um, a major issue for Asian Americans is that some of the crimes are perpetrated by African Americans, mm -hmm. and we're really careful not to call those necessarily hate crimes. Not every crime is based out of racism or hate mm -hmm. uh, towards a racial group. We could be victims of crimes of economic opportunity. The perpetrators may have mental health issues. But what happens is there is anti-blackness within the Asian American community. And so if we see Asian Americans being attacked by African Americans, our immediate reaction is to say, oh, it's a hate crime. They're just targeting us because of our race. Mm -hmm. And that, too, is dangerous. So we don't want to accuse white people of racism. We don't want to accuse African-Americans of racism unless it's clear that they said something when they attacked us. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the crimes we're experiencing now aren't hate crimes, but we are now experiencing a, a wave of crimes against us. So there's a, a distinction. Mm. And um, that's why this show is really important to promote Asian black solidarity at the moment, because mm -hmm. I think we have to address maybe the anti-Asian-ness within the black community. That's that's something for the African-American community to deal with. And I have to deal with the anti-blackness and challenge that within the Asian-American community. Ah, very and good. And call that out. So so, so that, that statement, that's a great question. Yeah. It is an elephant in the room. It's our racial, um, our cross-racial relations. So we can't always blame white people right. for racism. Right. I know there's racism within the Asian-American community, and we have to actually confess, repent, and then repair. So, um, And we got to do that within our own communities. And, and that's why it's probably so powerful for, for leaders from our church even to go to these businesses and say, we stand in solidarity with you. Uh -huh. We've got to cross over and stand for the other uh, to let everybody know they're not the other. They're us, too, and we're with them. I think that's what racism, that's what reconciliation is all about. And that's why I'm just so happy that uh, I get to do a bit of this work with you. And I hope that uh, if there's anything else that I can do or any other way we can work together, uh, it'd be great to lock arms with you uh, in doing this. Okay, my brother? Yeah, thank you. appreciate it. I'll, I will be calling on you then. For, um, you sure. better, or so I'm going to be mad at you, yeah, and then you're going to have another black man mad at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on. I'm running to my commer last commercial break, then we're going to land this plane together in a quick word of prayer, my friend. I hope you all enjoyed this program because we need to continue to lift one another up. We're coming right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and Dr. Russell Jung.
is God calling you next? Lancaster Survival College, Capital Seminary, and Graduate School can help you get there. Join us for a virtual open house at our Washington, D.C. location. Share your professional goals, explore programs designed to serve working adults, walk through program details and expectations, and get a cost breakdown and financial aid information. Don't miss this virtual open house for LBC Capital, Washington, D.C. on Thursday, March 4th at noon. Register at lbc.edu slash experience D.C. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is still at the lowest level in 50 years. I'm Mark Livingstone with Cornerstone First Financial, and it's now more important than ever to work with a friend you can trust. As a mortgage broker and lender, we can guarantee to meter beat any competitor on this very station, or Cornerstone will pay your mortgage for an entire year. Some restrictions do apply, but call now at 202-625-1221. That's 202-625-1221 or online at cornerstonefirst.com. Listen, these rates will not be this low forever. And when the pandemic is over, it's the housing industry that will bring the people out of this and bring the economy back. Do yourself a favor and call the only company that delivers what it promises, not some window rate with a bunch of points attached. 202-625-1221. That's 202-625-1221 or cornerstonefirst.com. Whenever you see a teenager who's really snarly and is piercing everything she can find, I see a small little girl mm. on the inside balled up in a fetal position wow. going, please, Mom, help me. This is Focus on the Family Minute with Dr. Meg Meeker. Because every teenage girl that has gotten into a lot of trouble by the time she's a senior, they'll say, you know, nobody cared to listen. Nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. And so what girls crave, and it's hard for parents to hear, is the simple things. Yeah. They want you to look at them and listen and let them know you want their company you're not always running off to work. You're not always running off to the gym. You're and I not mean a- something to you. And I mean something. Huh. And so not just that I love you, but that I like you and I want to hear what you have to say. Hear more from Dr. Meeker today at FamilyMinute.org. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on my Facebook page. Scott Anderson says, I stand with you, my brother. I had to check someone the other day that was mistreating an Asian. Uh, Thank you for that, uh, Scott Anderson. Uh, Dave Michener, one of our pastors, chimes in, and he picks up what uh, Dr. Jung has said, confess, repent, repair. That sounds simple, but it certainly isn't simplistic. It is a good word. One of, our, uh, one of our other pastors, Sandy Pope, says, uh, Pastor Sandy says, blacks and Asians have experienced racism on many levels. How can Asians and blacks learn more from each other regarding racism and come together to combat 
racism. I'll let that be our final question. By the way, thank you to our pastor of multicultural diversity, David Heiliger, and Pastor William Jen uh, for the work that they've done in order to represent us going to those uh, Asian American uh, businesses on our behalf. Dr. Russell Russell Jung is the uh, professor of the Asian American Studies at San Francisco State University, but he also has launched Stop AAPI Hate. I hope that all of you will go to that website. I'm going to give it to you again, stopaapihate.org, and let them know that you are with them. Learn from what you see there. Support them uh, financially, morally, uh, and this is for all of us who are not Asian American, but of course, Asian Americans, we, we want you to know that you are part of our family uh, as well. Dr. Zhang, as we come to a, an end here, and I'll close us in just a short prayer, do you have any final words or comments or anything that you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Sure, and thanks for the time. Um, you know, right now, like we have throughout our history in the U.S., Asian Americans are treated as foreigners. Even though my family's been here for six generations, we're still seen as not belonging. And because we don't belong, mm. because we're not in that black, white, race, racial discussion, people can mistreat us. People could invisibilize us. People can attack our elderly. Mm. And so... Um, I would by, really by the way, before you, b- before you go on, can I just say really quickly, that really disgusts uh, me. I just don't understand the whole elderly piece. What is that about really quickly? Do you know because of vulnerable? Is that yeah, what no, it is? No, I, I don't understand how hateful Americans can be. I don't really get it. I think bullies just pick on whom they think are vulnerable. And if Asian elderly may not speak English and talk back, or maybe because they're smaller, or maybe because they're elderly, or maybe mm. because they're Asian, but it. they're vulnerable. Yeah. And mm. so we need to protect the most vulnerable in our community. We need to actually, instead of creating this insider-outsider um, binary, I think the church especially needs to be that inclusive welcoming, hmm. welcoming of the stranger, welcoming of the foreigner, um, that God calls us to be. And I hope that um, your listeners could really take that to heart, that this is a moment when we could really um, act hospitably, to act welcomely, and to act inclusively, mm. um, to imagine what God's kingdom can really be like. Mm. Well, thank you for your good work. Thank you for being a gracist. And as you're on the front lines, we want to do all we can to support you, okay? Okay, thank you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for today's show. Thank you for educating us, for touching our hearts, and for uh, making us more aware. Now help us to know what to do with the information and how to be the graces you've called us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Father, help your children. 